ladies and gentlemen, Dennis Day. Oh, Dennis Day is brought to you by Palm Olive Soap and Colgate Dental Cream. Palm Olive Soap, your beauty hope, and Colgate Dental Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth. <laughs> the Dennis Day Show with Barbara Eiler, B. Benaderet, Dink Trout, George Dooning in the orchestra, and yours truly, Vern Smith, is written by Frank Galen and stars our popular young singer in A Day in the Life of Dennis Day. Here's Dennis to sing A Fellow with an Umbrella I'm just a fella A fella with an umbrella Looking for a girl Who saved her love for a rainy day I'm just a fella A fella with an umbrella Glad to see the skies of blue have turned into skies of gray. Raindrops have brought us together, and that's what I long to see. Maybe the break in the weather will prove to be a break for me. I'll be the fella, the fella with an umbrella. If you'll be the girl who saved our love for a rainy day, raindrops have brought us together, and that's what I long to see. Maybe the break in the weather will prove to be a break for me, so I'll be the fella, the fella with an umbrella. If you'll be the girl who saved for a rainy day. And now, here is a very important announcement. Palm Olive Soap is giving away prizes worth $67,000, a grand prize of $25,000 in one lump sum, or $100 a month for life. And that's not all. There are thousands of prizes in Palmolive's big treasure chest contest. 1949 Ford Sedan. Westinghouse Laundromat. From Silver Fox Scarves. Toastmaster Toasters. Yes, 2,336 prizes in all. And it's easy to enter. Complete the last line of this jingle. A fresher, brighter-looking skin is something I would like to win. I'll get Palmolive soap today. Dee-da, 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 dee-da. Write your last line on a plain sheet of paper or get an official entry blank from your dealer which gives you the easy rules. Include your own and dealer's name and address and mail with the black bands from one regular and one bath size cake of palm olive soap to Palm Olive, Box 92, New York 8, New York. And now, here's the jingle once more. A fresher, brighter looking skin is something I would like to win. I'll get palm olive soap today. Dee da dee da dee da dee da. Mail your entry blank with the black bands from Palm Olive Soap to Palm Olive, Box 92, New York 8, New York. Enter early, enter often. Get Palm Olive Soap for a lovelier complexion. Remember, doctors prove Palm Olive's beauty results.
To our dear friend, Mr. Anderson, a more brutal evening than one spent at the Weaverville Town Hall listening to a visiting soprano gargle her way through a concert is difficult to imagine. Yet it's, exa it's exactly this ordeal he faces tonight, for Mrs. Anderson considers the affair a cultural must. Naturally, he'd give his eye teeth to be absent, but in view of his wife's feelings in the matter, a refusal might entail the loss of some of his front ones as well. So we find him now pouring out his woes into the sympathetic ear of our young hero, Dennis Day. Oh, now it can't be that bad, Mr. Anderson. Oh, it's worse, my boy. Imagine sitting there all night while some woman yowls herself blue in the face. Well, refuse to go. You're a man. You wear the pants in the family, don't you? Oh, sure. I wear the pants all right. Only Poopsie keeps cutting the suspenders. Oh, in other words, she says you have to go, huh? Oh, no. No, all she said was whether I go to this concert or not was a matter of my own volition. Volition? It's from the Latin. means either go or get carried. <laughs> oh, I see. I don't know how much longer I can stand this treatment, Dennis. Someday I've got to assert myself with my wife. Someday I've got to assume my proper place in this marriage before it's too late. How long have you been married now? Twenty-five years. <laughs> yeah, you better hurry or the honeymoon will be over. I'm going to. Dennis, my mind is made up. I'm not going to that concert. I'm finally going to tell Poopsie off. Gosh, do you mean it? Certainly. Isn't anything better than slavery? Well, I don't know. Personally, I'd rather tote that veil and keep breathing. <laughs> well, I wouldn't. We're going to rehearse my speech to her right now, Dennis. Now, you make believe that you're Poopsie, and you've just walked into the room. Okay, how do you want her? As usual or smiling? As usual. <laughs> All right, here we go. Well, Herbert, are you ready to go to the concert? Shut up! <laughs> what? I asked you whether you were ready to go to the concert. Stop flapping your big trap. <gasps> I'm not going to any concert, tonight or any other night. Understand, kiddo? And if you don't like it, you can lump it. Want to bet which one she does? <laughs> I'd just like to see her try it. Those are going to be my exact words, Dennis. I'm going to tell her plenty. I'm going to... Well, Herbert, are you ready to go to the concert? Yes, Poopsie. <laughs> well, you can take off that tuxedo because you're not going. Not going? Gosh, maybe you're scared of my mental telepathy. It's simply that Mrs. Van Nostrand just got back in town today and couldn't get a ticket for the concert, so I gave her Herbert's. Oh, my... You mean I'm to be deprived of hearing Madame Slobotnik sing 112 folk songs in the original Lithuanian, accompanying herself on the glockenspiel? It can't be helped. You know what a feather it'll be in my cap to be seen with Mrs. Van Lustrand, the acknowledged social leader of the whole town. Oh, you bet. Well, don't mind me. I'll stay home alone tonight. <laughs> Don't be so happy about it. I've hidden your binoculars. And besides, that blonde who's out Oh. Now come along upstairs and help me get dressed. Yes, dear. And this time, take off your shoes. Last time you laced up my corset, I had the imprint of your heel on my back for a week. At your service, love. Oh, hi, Mildred. My, you look very nice. Oh, thank you, Daddy. Well... What do you think of me, Dennis? Boy, is that a dress. <laughs> My new strap was formal, and judging from the look in your eye, you kind of like it. 
Yeah, I was just thinking. If you'd tell me how you keep it up, I could throw away my garters. <laughs> Silly. Oh, excuse me. Hello? Oh, yes, Mrs. Van Austin. Oh, my goodness, your nurse? Golly, yes, of course, Mrs. Van Ostrin. Yes, I will. Goodbye. Oh, gosh. Mildred, what seems to... Was that the phone, Mildred? Yes, Mother, and I'm afraid it's bad news. Mrs. Van Ostrin's nurse just quit, and she can't get anyone to stay with little Gerald. You mean she can't go to the concert? But she's got to. I've told everyone in town I'd be with her. But, Mother, if she can't find anyone to take care of... Wait a minute. Dennis. Oh, no, not me. That Gerald is the worst little brat in town. Dennis, I want Mrs. Van Nostrand at that concert. Is that clear? Are you kidding? I wouldn't stay with her son for a million dollars. Dennis Day. You think 50 cents an hour would be too much? Now, you understand, Mr. Day. My Gerald is not an ordinary child. And I'm extremely careful about seeing that he's in the right hands. That is the reason for this interview. Yes, ma'am. Now, just exactly what do you know about sitting? Oh, there's nothing to it. I just squat and then lose altitude till I make contact. <laughs> Mr. Day, we are not discussing your physical triumphs. We're not? No. Now tell me once and for all, what do you know about growing boys? Well, frankly, I've never grown any. What? I mean, I never had any of my own, but my mother and father did. Yes. And I imagine they pause every now and then to curse each other about it. Beg pardon? Mr. Day, do you really think I'd trust a child like my Gerald with someone like you? But gosh, Mrs. Van Ostrom, A high-strung, nervous youngster like my Gerald, who's already tried to run away from home twice. He has? Yes. Not that I can understand why. I've always spent a great deal of time with him. Could that be a clue? <laughs> Never mind. The point is, I certainly don't want you taking care of him. And that is final. But gee, Mrs. Anderson will kill me if you don't go to that... Oh, wait a minute, I've got an idea. Suppose I call Mr. Anderson and have him come over. The two of us could sit with Gerald. Mr. Anderson? Well, I... I do want to hear that concert. All right, call him. I guess Mr. Anderson can handle the boy. Oh, sure. Little Gerald may have a few pounds on him, but Herbie's pretty fast on his feet. <laughs> Come on, Gerald. Let's finish your homework before Mr. Anderson gets back with the ice cream. Now, once more, what is the largest city in Australia? Why don't you jump in the lake? Gerald, you must never answer a question with a question. Ah, oh, put that book away. I had enough of this junk. Gerald, that's no attitude. You've got to do your homework, son. You don't want to grow up and be a big dumbbell, do you? What's the matter? You hate the life you lead? <laughs> never mind. You want to amount to something, don't you? Not me. I'm going to be an actor. An actor? Sure. That's the greatest life in the world. Every time my mother leaves me alone, I try running away. But the sinners are always too smart for... Hey, wait a minute. You know something? You're right about getting an education. You, I better get the rest of my books and study real hard. Yeah, now you're talking. Uh, they're in this closet. Would you get them for me? You bet. Hey, where are they? I don't see them. Uh, back a little further. That's it. Okay, wise guy. Get 
Dennis, are you sure he came down here at the station? You see him anywhere? No, but I... Oh, wait a minute. There he is. Huh? See? On the other side of that iron gate. Oh, my gosh. We can't even get our hands on him. How can we stop him from getting on that train? Come on. I have an idea. Maybe we can talk him out of it. Just follow any lead I throw. Okay. Uh, hello, Gerald. You mean goodbye, sucker. My train leaves in five minutes. Okay. If you want to go to a sad, unhappy, uneducated life, that's your lookout. What do you mean, uneducated? Who are you saying ain't got no education? You. Don't you know you can't be an actor unless you know how to speak English? Okay, so I'll go on the radio. That Jimmy Durante does, does okay without the English language. Uh, Gerald, I'm glad you mentioned him. You think Jimmy Durante's a happy man. I happen to know that behind that gay, carefree nose beats a broken heart. Yeah? How would you know? Well, I'm going to tell you a secret I've never mentioned in public before. My real name is Jimmy Durante, Gerald. What? You're nuts. You don't believe it, huh, kiddo? Okay, I'll tell you a story. I'm driving down Sunset Boulevard one day in my moron-colored convertible with the white sidewall tires. I'm dressed in the usual Hollywood fashion, to wit, me violet beret, me orange-colored sweatshirt, open enough to show a glimpse of me heliotrope waistcoat, me deck, me deck to me fuchsia slacks with chartreuse open sneakers. All of a sudden, a motorcycle gendarme flags me to the coib. I says, what's the matter? I was only going 50 miles an hour. And he says, I know. I just wanted to hear you talk. I was I mortified. And Gerald, what did I have to talk about? Did I know the biggest city in Australia? No. Did I know how to square a hypotenuse? I don't even know what they eat. <laughs> don't grow up like me. A miserable, uneducated millionaire, Gerald. It's ignominious. <laughs> But they are, Gerald. Even the greatest of them. Men like Sir Harry Lauder. A success on every continent. He was just as sad. Sir Harry Lauder? Who's he? Oh, he was before your time, Gerald. Way back in the beginning of show business. When they didn't even know whether Phil Spitalny's orchestra would be a boy or a girl. <laughs> but I know all about him because, you see, Sir Harry Lauder was just one of my stage names. What? He was you, too? Ah, hi, laddie. That's how it was. Aye, and what a hit I was, too, when my kilts and my tart and my tam, back when the century was new. Aye, the music comes back to me new. If you'll close your ears, maybe you can hear it, too, just the way I used to sing. I've seen lots of bonny lassies on my travels wide. But my hair is centered new on Bunny Kate McBride. And although I'm no a fella that would throw a word away, I'm surprised sometimes myself at all I've got to say. Roman in the gloaming on the Bunny Banks of Clyde. Roman in the gloaming with my lassie by my side. When the sun has gone to rest, that's the time that we love best. Oh, it's lovely Roman in the gloaming, man, I'm telling you. After strolling, we got in at half past nine. And sitting at the kitchen fire, I asked her to be mine. When she promised I got up 
and I dance the heel and fling. I've just been to the jewelers and I bought a funny wee ring. Oh, Roman in the gloaming on the bunny banks of clay. Roman in the gloaming with my lassie by my side. When the sun has gone to rest, that's the time that we love best. Oh, it's lovely Roman in the gloaming. Roman in the gloaming on the bunny banks of clay. Roman in the gloaming with my lassie by my side. When the sun has gone to rest, that's the time that we love best. Oh, it's lovely Roman in the gloaming. Ah, aye, laddie, that's the way I used to warble. When, but when I get hame at nicht to my 150-room hoose and my 1,200 servants, my head butler used to say to me, Blimey, good evening, you belly-bloomin' lordship, sir. <laughs> Greetings, Stephen, old man. Ah, and it's as happy as ever you are, this bra-brick moonlit nicht to nicht, ah, I see. yes, your lordship, much happier than you. Aye. For you see, you didn't concentrate on your education when you were little Gerald's age. Aye. And now, in spite of your great wealth, you don't know the biggest city in blinking old Australia. Aye. Aye, aye, aye. Right so, You see what I mean, Gerald? Oh, who cares about an old Scotchman? You just show me a big success on the American stage who feels that way. All right. Have you ever heard of the Andrews sisters, my boy? Now, don't tell me you're all three of them. Oh. <laughs> no, that'd be silly. I'm only one. What? Sure. And my friend here, Mr. Anderson, is another. You hear us sing and you think we're happy. But are we? Listen closely and see if you can't detect a sad note beneath it all. He was a famous trumpet man from out Chicago way. He had a boogie style that no one else would play. He was the top man of his past. But then his number came up, and he was gone with the draft. He's in the army now, a-blowing rapidly. He's a boogie woogie to the boy, a company. A toot, 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 a he was a boogie woogie bugle boy, a company B. And while he plays boogie woogie bugle, he was busy as a biz bee. And when he plays, he makes the company jump eight to the bar. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy, a company B. Toot 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 liada, toot liada, toot toot he blows it eight to the bar. He can't blow a note if the bass and guitar are the same. The company jumps when he plays Reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of company B.
that was Super Maxine. <laughs> yes, solid murder, Laverne girl. What did you think, Patty? Oh, don't even ask her. She's still broken up because that Sydney fella threw her over. Yeah, that was a shame. Yeah. <laughs> It looked like such a beautiful romance, too. Yeah, until that awful day when he asked her to name the biggest city in Australia. <laughs> yes, that was the day she lost Sydney. <laughs> what good are all the diamonds and yachts and Cadillacs and swimming pools? She can't even name the biggest city in Australia. Oh, I'll bet she wishes she had concentrated on her education when she was Gerald's age. Say, if we know the name of the biggest city in Australia, uh, we could tell her and maybe she could get Sydney back. Yes, let's see now. What could it be? Kangaroo? No. <laughs> Gee, that Sydney can ask some tough ones. Wait a minute. Sydney, that gives me an idea. I think I've got it. Why? It's Singapore. Uh, <laughs> of course. See, Gerald, the Andrew sisters have their troubles too. Yeah, I guess so. I tell you, they're all unhappy. Every last one of them. Jack Benny, Al Jolson, Sophie Tucker. Gosh, Sophie Tucker, too? Oh, then happiest of them all, and I ought to know. Oh, no, you don't mean... Yep, my maiden name. <laughs> I remember how I used to get out there on the stage of the old palace and really rock the place. I tell you, there was never anyone like old Soph. See, Gerald, nobody on the stage is happy. In spite of their yachts and rubies and palaces, they're all miserable. Gee, honest? Sure. You've got to have an education if you want them out to something in this world. Yeah, maybe you're right. Here's my railroad ticket, pal. Oh, good golly, is that a load off my mind? Oh, wait a minute, Dennis. Uh, wh where are you going? To turn the boys' ticket in? What? Swimming pools, yachts, diamonds, furs, Cadillacs? I'm taking the next train to Hollywood. <laughs> Colgate Dental Cream cleans your breath while it cleans your teeth. No other toothpaste does a better job of cleaning teeth than Colgate Dental Cream. 
For Colgate Dental Cream has a safe polishing agent that cleans your teeth both gently and thoroughly, brings out their natural sparkle and beauty. You can actually see and feel the difference. And scientific tests prove that Colgate Dental Cream cleans your breath while it cleans your teeth. Yes, actual scientific tests prove conclusively that in 7 out of 10 cases, Colgate's instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. Colgate Dental Cream is famous for its wonderful wake-up flavor, too. Nationwide tests of leading toothpastes prove that Colgate's is preferred for flavor over every other brand tested. Yes, preferred over every other brand tested. And no wonder, for Colgate Dental Cream is the result of constant effort to produce the finest toothpaste in the world today. For cleaning teeth, for flavor, for sweetening breath. So see if you don't agree with the millions who have made Colgate Dental Cream America's favorite toothpaste. Try Colgate Dental Cream to bring out the natural sparkle and beauty of your teeth. For a wake-up flavor you'll thoroughly enjoy. And always use Colgate Dental Cream after you eat and before every date to clean your breath while you clean your teeth. From the picture, That Lady in Ermine, here's Dennis to sing, This is the Moment. This is the moment. This is the time. Why don't we take it? Sorry that the shadows are gone. This is the moment love has begun. Maybe there's danger, but that might be fun. I my way I would know it in a moment this is the moment you are the Tune in to another Dennis Day Show brought to you by Palmolive Soap, Your Beauty Hope, and Colgate Dental Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth. For soft, gleaming, glamorous hair, try Luster Cream Shampoo. Not a soap, not a liquid, but a dainty new cream shampoo. In tubes or jars, whichever you prefer. Be a lovely luster cream girl. Dream girl, dream girl, beautiful luster cream girl. You owe your crowning glory to a luster. 
Listen again next week to Colgate's Hour of Fun, Judy Canova, followed by Dennis Day. And say, some good friends of yours are moving next week. Blondie, Dagwood, J.C. Dithers, the whole Blondie radio family move to Wednesday nights on most of these stations. We hope you'll be home to welcome them and listen to Blondie every Wednesday. Burn Smith speaking. Good night. <laughs> This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.